Welcome to the Mission Driven Life Podcast. Our mission is to set the world ablaze with the missions of leaders, created by warrior leadership. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission Driven Life Podcast. This is episode 203 of our daily podcast. Glad I could be with you guys here. Glad that um, both my friend and I, we could tune in and give you tons of value for you to ex- expand and share your leadership. Uh, the mission of Warrior of this podcast is to share the missions of leaders all over the world. And today I have a special guest who ha- who is a woman, woman of vision, who is a coach, an author, and is blessed because she gives. And she gives because she's blessed. And if you haven't checked out her book yet, she has an amazing book. And we're actually going to be talking about it today. Uh, but hey, welcome, Moji. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, to be able to share, and to be able to inspire. Because that is my mission in life. Yeah. Yes. It's to be able to empower people, inspire them, uh, to be the very best that they could ever be. Mm. So you said it was inspiring people, right? Yes. Really interesting. So like, so I know people want to inspire others. Why, why would that a special part of your life? Well, you know, as a young person growing up, um, I've <clears throat> always been put in a position, even in classrooms, I've always been put in a position where I'm either leading or teaching or coaching other students. So I think I more or less grew up with that. But then leaving Nigeria to come all the way to Canada at the age of 19, barely yeah. 20 on my own, without any family member, it, um, those experiences actually prepared me to face the challenges of what it's like, what it's like being in a new country. Mm. And uh, forging ahead through education, family, career, and being a community leader. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, I've always been driven to inspire, to share, and to uplift other people. Yeah. I think uplifting is like a really important thing that I think a lot of leaders need to do, um, especially, especially when they have other people that follow them. Yes. Well, and mind you, leadership, it's not to be in front and to show who's in charge. Mm. Leadership is actually to be in the background propping people up and gently pushing people ahead and yeah. saying, yes, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you'll make it. So leadership, it's not rah, rah, rah. Leadership yeah. is gently pushing people ahead to the best that they can be. Super true. Like you said, you said something that's really interesting. So what would you say is your leadership style? Is it more of leading from behind or how is that for you? My leadership style is interactive leadership. Yeah. Um, I like to be side by side when when time calls for it and be in the background when time comes uh, calls for it. Yeah. Because I cannot, if I'm in the front and people are watching me from behind, all this is my back. But if I'm beside them, I can hold their hands and I can actually give them that support that they have. And from time to time, I need to step back so that they can shine. Because one of the quotes in my book is, when you shine, I shine. 
is one of the quotes in my book. And that's what I did as a, as a manager when I was working. It, it's my belief that when my staff are doing good, it makes me feel really good. When the young people that I'm surrounded with are doing very well, are shining, it brings me joy. Yeah. So you just said it's like situational for you. Yes. That you're like leadership is situational. It's, it's situational. It's not. I don't have to be. Mm. Now, as a woman of vision, when do you think it's time for someone to really like? Um, I'll just ignore that. I'll just, um, when, when do you think it's time for us to to step in the front and then step in the back? Well, so what what I've done also going back to a few things that I wrote in my book, uh, women of vision is something that I came upon that it's not my first project. It's not my first leadership project. Yeah. I was part of the Nigerian Canadian Association, founding member of Canadian uh, Nigerian Canadian Association of Calgary 26 years ago, and being the first PRO to publicize uh, what we're made up, what we're all about in Calgary. And that is successful. And it's still thriving. Actually, just last Saturday, we had our family Christmas holidays with over 600 people there. Yeah. And that was fun. And branching from that, I also went ahead and joined and formed another organization called the Yoruba Foundation of Health. And that is thriving too. That one is 15 years old. So, Yoruba? Yoruba, yes. Yoruba is an ethnic group within Nigeria, because Nigeria has so many ethnic, ethnic groups. But Yoruba is one of the largest group in Nigeria, and that's where I belong. So as, that's about 15, 16 years old now. So um, eight years ago, us women, we decided that uh, we need to take care of ourselves. And we just thought we will have um, a brunch on Mother's Day Saturday. And that casual brunch on a Mother's Day, on the Saturday of Mother's Day. Recently or like? Eight years ago. Okay. Eight years ago. <laughs> that casual Mother's Day brunch has now mushroomed into Women of Vision Conference, which we hold annually on the Saturday of Mother's Day weekend. Wow. And that's what leaders do. Leaders find a way within their strength to create um, a forum, to create organization, to create opportunity for other people to rise and to come along. Yeah. And you create what will benefit the populace, not what will benefit you. Yes, I get rewarded by being satisfied. You know, I get rewarded by um, seeing my mission and my vision thrive. But the purpose of it is for other people to benefit. And that's how <coughs> Yeah. Wow. So like you're starting all these initiatives. You started this eight, eight years eight ago. Eight years ago. With Europa, Nigeria. No, the, the Nigerian Association won 26 years ago. Okay. <laughs> the Yoruba Foundation one, I believe it was 15 or 16 years ago. Mm. And this Women of Vision was eight years ago. Wow. 
What would you say was like kind of a big roadblock that you faced starting these different initiatives? Well, the roadblock is that uh, you find people who come along initially and you would think that they share the same vision that you share, but in time you realize that they're there only for themselves. Mm. And the moment that things are not going the way they think in their head will go, you start seeing struggles and fight and pull and push. But if you're steadfast and you focus on the mission of why you are doing what you're doing, soon enough they drop off and the people who can actually help you and people who are like-minded like you would start coming along. But you have to hold steadfast to make sure that the, the train do not derail. Mm. So holding steadfast, okay. Yeah. That is a very strong word. It reminds me of when I was studying the Bible when I, when I was like a little kid. They always said mm -hmm. steadfast. <laughs> yeah, you hold steadfast, meaning you focus. Yeah. You keep reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. So, and like I said, if you don't waver, people will drop off that don't share the same vision as huge as you have. Yeah. And some other people will come along when they see that you know you really mean business and you're going to you're not going to waver from what you're doing. Yeah. So that's what you mean by holding steadfast. Oh, like can, can you kind of go more in depth for that? Like what that means for the young for leader, the young, for the young, for, for the young leaders is that you face lots of naysayers. Yeah. Lots of naysayers. Lots of people that will say, ah, that's not gonna work. Ah, that's gonna take too long. Ah, what makes you think that you are that person yeah. who can make things happen? What makes you think that you <laughs> you know, so they will question you, but their questioning is not to strengthen you. Their questioning is to break you down. To make mm -hmm. you doubt yourself. Right? Yeah. The questioning is to make you doubt yourself. And when if you let them get into your brain, then you've lost your vision. But along the way, if you open your eyes and you open your ears, you will see other people that will say, Okay, if that's what you want to do, I'll help you. If that's what you want to do you know, let me support you. And those are the kind of people you need around. Not people who keeps telling you that you can't do it. Yeah. Like did you did you come across a lot of that? Oh yes. In your path? Oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes. I know in your book you did. Oh yes. Oh yes. In both personal and uh, professional and community level. Yes, because that's just the way life is. We cannot all think the same way. We cannot all have the same strength. We cannot all be fearless at the same time, on the same level. So a true leader will always set him or herself apart from the crowd, right? And if you're strong, you focus, you believe in yourself, sooner or later other people will come along. Yeah. But what you have to remember is you don't always end up with the people you start with. Yeah.
some, some of the people that I started with when we uh, started the Nigerian Association over 20 years ago, some are really good leaders, but for one reason or another, because of education, because of employment opportunity, people move on. But only a handful of us remain in Calgary now from that core group, only a handful. But we built something really good that other young people are coming, they're making their own impact, they're contributing, they're moving on, and people are coming. So, you know, our organization, which started maybe with 10, 20 people, it's over, you know, 400, 600 people now. But that's because even now, with all these young people running the show now, that core, those few people like me, were still in the background. Yeah, pushing. Pushing them. We're still in the background, you know, supporting them. We're still resources for them because if they are not sure of something, they come back and double check. But we're also learning from them because society has evolved since that time. Technology has evolved since that time. So yeah. we're learning how to do new things from them while they're relying on us for the solid foundation and advice from the background and yeah. the wisdom the that mentorship we, yes yeah. that we have yeah that's powerful i love how there's young people coming into that oh yeah oh yeah we have lots of wonderful uh, professional really classy uh, young people you know running the organization now yeah. we even they even created an app for us <laughs> until that time i didn't know what an app so nice. nigerian canadian association ncac have its own app hey that's fair yeah yeah we wouldn't have known what to do in those days with that but uh, they're doing good and that's what yeah. leaders do you know you 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 start a foundation you set something up and you watch it grow and you invite you invite other people in and mm -hmm. mentor them through it and yeah that's like I I find that really interesting because I know like the big challenge of it, that is like the big challenge that a young person even need that I can go through is is like the idea that there's young versus old there there needs like there's like a young versus old kind of thing and I don't know what's your take on that then well there should be young result there should be collaboration well for me I'm unique on um, my own because I never consider myself old. As you can tell, I don't. I surround <laughs> myself a lot of young people. Um, there, there shouldn't be because every generation has something to learn yeah. from the other generation. Every generation has something to share with the other generation. Every something, every generation has something to give to the other generation. So, for me personally, there shouldn't be young and old. There should always be collaboration because one stand on the shoulders of the other at one time, but the role always reverses because the old, as we get older and get frail, we rely on the younger ones. Yeah, so it's a, it's a cycle, yes. Yes, it's a cycle. Hmm. Wow, that is very super interesting. Like, um, so like since this, the focus of, of this podcast is on the women of vision. Yes. Now, what what would you want to tell 
a young woman who wants to step into her leadership strength, like who wants to start finding that? So um, as a young woman, and, and I, I define young women starting from the age 16, yeah. because um, you need, uh, you, you really need to know yourself and find yourself, even if you don't at age 16, you're still young, look around you and find people that you can relate to. Look around you and find people that are doing well, that people that you emulate, you want to emulate. People that you, you, you look at and you say, ah, I would like to be able to do what that woman is doing in the future. Look around you and there are women everywhere that are like that and seek out one or two. Seek out one or two that you can talk to, not even, maybe not all the time, maybe from time to time, maybe once a month, maybe every two months. Yeah. Ask them, how did they get to be where they are? Or ask them, when you were my age, I'm 16 now, when you were my age, what are some of the struggles that you face and how did you resolve them? Who are your mentors at that time? What is it that they gave you that you can share with me? Mm. And you build that your connection, you build your contact gradually through that. Yeah. And you will realize that everybody you come in contact with will give you something different. So the more contacts you have, the more enriched you become. Because, and this goes for men too. It's not just for women, although we're talking about women of vision. I met all men too. So <laughs> every contact you make gives you something different. Every contact, yeah. Every contact you make gives you something different. <clears throat> now I saw I know mentorship is the number one. For all the people that I've, I've ever interviewed, they always say coaching and mentor go met being mentored by someone. Yeah. Even the best that you get mentored by people, right? Yeah. But I'm curious, like and I know this is what I really struggled with when I was younger was not being coachable. Not being open to listen. You know, like so what would you want to tell a young person, maybe a young uh, you know, female leader that has trouble opening and listening? And listening. Being coachable. See, see you know, Kevin, that's a, that's a good point. And it's a serious one, although we are laughing about it. Yeah. It's a serious one. What I tell young people and women um, in those days is that when you are not listening, when you are being stubborn, mm. when you want to fight the world, you're actually just fighting yourself. Because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. Yeah. And you're only accountable to yourself at the end of the day. And by not listening and by not being coachable, you're defeating yourself. Yes, you can put up the wall to not anybody, to not let people in, yeah. to keep people at bay. You will be successful at doing that. But that success, what does it translate to for you? Because when that person is gone, 
and you think your successful pushing that person away, you will still have to account to yourself. And in your quiet moment, in your resolute moment, when you are by yourself, yeah. have you achieved anything worthy for yourself other than pushing that person away? Yeah. You have to ask yourself, yeah, I was successful putting, pushing that person away, but what really have I achieved? Has that made me happy? Has that contributed to the kind of person I want to be? Well, yeah, I would look, I'd look back at like, why, when, why am I pushing people away, right? Yeah. And I used to push people all the way all the time. Yes. And I, I do it because I think I know it. Yes. I think I know everything. I don't need to know. You don't need any. But, but, when there's nobody else around and you are alone by yourself, what were you thinking? Yeah. What were you thinking? Because when you are alone by yourself, you are, you are being forced to be honest with yourself. Because then you find yourself alone. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an awkward, it's an awful feeling. Because when you are by yourself, you're lonely. But when you are out, you put on the facade that I'm pushing these people away. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to answer to you. I don't have to talk to you. And no, 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 no. Ah, that's okay. But when you are alone, you can't push yourself away from yourself. You're right. And there's a cost to that. There is. There is a big cost to being alone. Mm -hmm. I heard that startups that have a co-founder, they go far. Yes. Versus single. single. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, shared knowledge, you know, when you have other people with you, like we've already said, minimally you will pick one thing. One thing, one thing from different people. And let's say you have five people. Yeah. You are able to pick five points from five people plus yourself. That's five more points than what you have. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 fair because like life's like a filter, right? Some things fit and some things some don't. don't fit. And some it may not fit now. You put it in your reserve bucket. Yeah. So that it's waiting for you there for when you need it. Yeah, that is that is a fair point. So even if it doesn't fit now, it can be useful later on. So I don't throw anything away. I don't throw any knowledge. I don't throw any contact away. Yeah. But do you ever find yourself still having walls up? Sometimes do you like mm. I, 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 it's never been part of me. Yeah. Even when I'm supposed to have walls up, I think I'm just a, I'm just a total believer. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a simple person. Um, and I, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I open myself up. Yeah. Maybe I should, but it's worked for me most times. 
Yeah. And when it hasn't worked for me, when it's beat me in the, you know, but I learned my lesson. But yeah, I generally don't have walls up. Mm -hmm. Because I look at people and I see the best in everybody. No, yeah, uh, until, until they prove me wrong. There, when they prove me wrong, uh, they, it's, it will be very hard for them to get that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you would expect a lot from people mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. You're saying. No, what I'm saying <clears throat> is I'm open to people. I take you as you are. But then, if you drop the ball, or you kind of slight me, yeah. then I know that, oh, you are that kind, then I'm guarded. But I'm not guarded right off the gate. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I'm not guarded right off the gate. You have to give me a reason to be guarded. Yeah. Trust is like a huge factor, right? Especially yes. integrity. Yes. And I know you talked about commitment yes. earlier. Yes. Like when I when you said because you know earlier you didn't you were feeling sick and you didn't want to come, but you made a commitment. I made a commitment. I always honor my commitment. Yeah. And that's a powerful way of thinking. Not everyone thinks like that. Like I need I need to fall through. Oh yes. And that's what leaders do. That's what leaders do. Yeah. You will have to follow through. Yeah, you can't be a leader and have excuses for dropping the ball. You have to follow through. Yeah, but I do know there's times where a leader isn't perfect, though. No, you know, like no, not every no. commitment kid is like. No, you're not. You're not perfect, and that's another characteristics of leadership: is admitting that you're not perfect, and letting the people around you know that you're not perfect. Yeah. That they, their opinion matters, they, it's welcome and whatever. But when the going get tough, you can, as a leader, you cannot be seen as crumbling. You can crumble privately, but not publicly. So I can be sick privately, like I was all day, but I made a commitment to be here tonight and I must show up. Mm. Crumble, like what? Could you tell us more? Cr cr crumble means you can't, you can't let your, you, you can't let your, your fear show in public. Okay. You know, um, planning this women of vision, we plan it all year long. Yeah. Just for one day in May. There's a lot of planning in the background, and when that one day, when that production one day comes. Anything can go wrong. Even as it was going on in the background, maybe little things are not coming together the way we want it to be together. We can't let our audience know that things are not going the way it should. So at the end of that event, only the three of us know <laughs> the stress we were going through in the background. When you talk to the audience and, you know, there is a video, a videographer going on, interviewing everybody, everybody will say, we have fun. We have fun. We, we learn so much. 
we love the speaker, this is what we gain, we love the shopping and the dancing and the Zumba. <laughs> that's all the people know because that's all they saw. They didn't know that my MC was 30 minutes late. That's why I was in the front there rambling and telling jokes and carrying on. <laughs> but I was sweating quietly, right? Wow, so you basically you were kind of hiding or discerning your... Uh... No, not hiding, but just uh, uh, flying, off, flying on the cuff, you know, bridging the gaps, all the little, little gaps that are there. You are, as a leader, you have to be able to bridge it. Yeah. So, okay, like, so you basically, you want to show strength. Yes. To people, yes. Strength and resiliency. Yeah. That's fair. I, I've had so many of those times happen. And I'm, I'm, I've been learning about knowing what to reveal and knowing what not, not to reveal. Because mm -hmm. sometimes our people don't need to see everything no. right away. No, not right away. We can talk about it after the event is done. When people say, well done, oh, well done, you guys, you pull out another great thing. I say, thank you. But I was really <laughs> shaking in the background there yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't sure if this is going to, you know, go according to plan or whatever. You can reveal it afterwards. So like timing, basically. Timing what you're saying is, is timing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, being, able, being able to learn timing. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, it's what to end, but uh, I'm, yeah, because I think I think timing is really important. Yeah, um, there yeah. and there is time for everything. There is a time to be stoic, to be you know, to stand tall, and there is time when you really have to take a back seat and reevaluate how things are going. Mm. And there is a time to say, you know what. I really wasn't myself that time. I really didn't deliver what I want to deliver, yeah. you know? And that goes to being imperfect because nobody's perfect. That is fair. Mm -hmm. That is fair. Yeah. Like just kind of going back to the timing though, what, what was really interesting for me was, I think as a young leader, timing, there is no concept of timing yet. I don't think, I think a young person, like when I was in my journey, I didn't know time and knowing to reveal or not to reveal. I used to be like, oh, I just, I'll just tell everything. But I know that if I, like, let's say, let's say I told, like, let's say someone died, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's the, let's say we have a concert and it's the headliners, uh, friend died or, or, or like brother died I'm not gonna tell her right away <laughs> would you tell her right away if, if her brother died and, and, and that person is supposed to be engaged in something big like, at that moment yeah, yeah no no I won't would you wait till after she performed yes yes yeah yeah because what is going to be gained by telling her right away be telling her right away would disrupt everything and more 
than waiting. Because telling her right away is not going to bring the person that it's not going to wake that person up, right? <laughs> yeah. You you see what I'm you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You telling her right away is not going to wake that person up, but it would disrupt not only the performance because there's so many levels into the organizing the performance. There'll be more disruption there mm. than waiting, you know. For sure, yeah, there'd be an impact. Mm -hmm. Like the impact of if I told them, right? Yeah. And like like I said, like I like I teach some of the young people, it's like there's always an impact to the action. Yes. For every leader's action, there's a big impact. And I think it's like kind of like an earthquake, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the leader's actions can have a huge, great power, positive, mm -hmm. but it can also have a huge negative impact, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, let's say, like for example, let's say I'm I'm giving someone criticism, uh, constructive criticism, right? You do it in private, yeah. never in public. And I made that mistake, actually. I was in a team meeting and I, I we were, there was four of us, four or five of us, and I, I, I criticized the leader. I was like, she was, she screwed up on something and I was upset. And I criticized her in public in front of others. But there was a, a negative impact because like there was an argument, there was a fight, and there was just like a whole turmoil. So it becomes disruptive. Yeah. You were yeah. trying to be constructive, it ended up being disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, in my book and my logo, my motto when I was still working is that you praise in public. And you scold in private. Ah, okay. You praise in public, you scold yeah. in private. Tell us more about that. It... Well, you know, I work in a, in a jail, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, if with every team, you have uh, 20, 20 something uh, members, team members, and um, it takes cohesion from all of us to make a team run. And we are not all gifted at different level. We're not all gifted at different capacity, at different area. So each person was my uh, duty, at least I thought as a leader, and this is what I did, is that recognizing each one of my members' team's strengths and weaknesses. So when I do unit placement, for example, with staff, that goes into it. I know who strength is in security, whose strength is in programming. And that's how I match my staff. So that I don't want to put two people who are strictly security together. <laughs> or two people who are strictly programmed together. You see, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a different strengths, skill level. A skill level. And if I could do that successfully, then the kids benefit the most. Ah, very interesting. Really interesting. So that's how you labeled their strengths, security or programming? <laughs> wow. be, be, because 
you know, where people are interested, their interests are different. Yeah. And as a true leader, I need to recognize those strengths in order to maximize it for our team. Hmm. That's and, right. Yeah. And when somebody is not doing what they're supposed to do and things like that, I call them and talk to them privately. Like behind a closed door. Behind, well, sometimes I just sit, you know, one on one, just because, again, I don't like, I didn't like staff coming to my office. Because once a staff member come to your office, it's like everybody is looking and saying, oh, somebody is in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. So what I would generally do is go to the unit and casually talk in the TV room. Oh. Or I will watch when they go for their break in the coffee room and casually go and sit with them in the coffee room. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so it's very smooth. You, 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 you have to, and as a leader too, you have to put yourself in the position of that person. Yeah. Would I like it if somebody scolded me publicly? Probably not. No. Probably not. Especially if the person is trying to do their best. That if the person is really working really hard, they are not dropping the ball on purpose. If they're trying their best, you know. Mm. Now that's a very powerful thing. I think that's a very, that's what I like about like learning leadership from you is that the biggest thing that I take, I took away from what you just told me yeah. is that to, to be like, just to be aware of the, like, of the impact it has on others. Yes. Cause I can say a word, but how does it come to them? Yes. How does it land? Right? How does it land? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be humiliated in front of other people no. if you're giving me feedback, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So, how will I feel? You always put yourself in the position of the other person. Yeah. But there is also a time when you must go to the ex extreme. Once you've talked to the person, you've talked to the person, you've, you, you've done the, you know, the, the, the nice way. And if the axe must come down, it must come down. Yeah. And that's also part of being a leader. A leader can't just be wishy-washy all the time. Yeah. That's really cool. One of my mentors said the same thing that you said. He's like, knowing when to use the, the sword, the knife, butter knife, yeah. uh -huh. steak knife. Steak knife, yes. Axe, yes. There are stages. Yeah. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to use a butter knife when it's time to use the axe, right? That's right. And you wouldn't want to use an axe when all you should do is use a butter knife. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to timing. goes back to the timing. Yes. Part. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the time. It's already 5.30 and I know. Look at us. We're just talking away. <laughs> yeah. Now, Moji, how can we follow your mission? How can we stay in touch with your mission and, and follow you? Well, we have a website that 
women of vision that you can follow. But personally, for me, I have an Instagram and I post different things on there from time to time, including things from women of vision and things from my own book and reviews and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what was that Instagram? Moji Taiwan One. <laughs> okay, yeah, follow Moji at Moji Taiwan One. Yeah. It's um M O J I T A I W O One. Oh perfect. So I'll put it down into the into the show notes as well. I know that we actually cut out on our Facebook Live, it actually ended up early, but that's a powerful mission. Let's say if these if these people want to hire you as a coach and as someone, how could they do that? Oh, they can go, they can get through to me through my website and mojitaiwo.com. Um, and my phone number and uh, email address is there. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that down in the show notes as well, mojitaiwo.com. Yeah. I, I gained so much in, in leadership from this. I'm going to share this. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm, I'm here with you, Kevin. You've come a long way. Yeah. And uh, who would have thought that we'd be sitting down like this and talking? Eh? But, uh, but I'm, so, I'm so happy for you and so proud of you and, you know, how far you've come. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's good. Awesome. And, and, and this also makes me feel good. Remember, I said my mission in life, my work, even yeah. working in security, is to impact young people's life in a positive way. <laughs> That's powerful. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Driven Life podcast. This is episode 203. Um, give Moji a follow. Follow her mission. She has a strong mission. And if you haven't supported the Young Entrepreneur Fund yet, <coughs> here's a chance for you to get involved with young people, aspiring entrepreneurs, troubled youth. Um, donate down below. Put the link down below. And Foji, Moji, follow Moji's mission. This is the Mission Driven Life. Have a powerful day. Take Thank you for tuning in. The mission of warrior leadership is to create a world of strength by building leaders, giving love, and taking action. Follow the warrior movement at truewarrior.ca. Have a great day. Stay strong.